that's that's just about talent. I don't think that God can really use me because I've got a, a questionable past and I was a professional sinner before I, you know, I, I didn't think God used people like that. Uh, so it was the next year when I won the, and my challenge to him was, Father, if you really want to use me in spite, and that wasn't an accident last year, then let me win uh, third place, and I ended up winning for second and third. And then there was a publisher in the audience that said, we'd like to publish it. And then it goes from there. And then Paul McCusker was one of my judges, and he asked me to create the character of Wooten Bassett for the program. So it's just one thing after another. Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I'm excited to welcome in studio Tori Martin. Tori, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, so for people who may not be familiar with some of your work, you are a Christian screenwriter, actor, you do comedy, you do you do a, you write books, you do a yeah. lot of things. I write for Adventures in Odyssey, produced yeah. by Focus on the Family, and created the character of Wooten. Bassett, my favorite character. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. So I guess just to start off, how did you get into all of this? Like what what's your what's your story? How did I get into the entertainment industry? Yeah. You know what? I've got a brand new book out called Of Moose and Men by Harvest House Publishing that tells that whole story. You should run out and buy it now. But um uh, in actuality, I had acted professionally for several years and then had a drug problem. I wasn't a Christian at the time and uh, needed to get away. And my parents raised me on a gold mine in Washington State. And they had just come from a mining trip in Alaska. And they said, we think you should take some time out from Los Angeles and go to Alaska and just get a breather. So I went to Alaska and lived in that remote cabin, which I talk about in my book. And that's where I ended up accepting the Lord, largely er, going really deep into my relationship with the Lord, actually, because I was doing KR Third Precept Bible Study Ministries. Have mm -hmm. you ever done those? I haven't done that before, but I've the heard that they're Lord really I, useful oh, and they're great. amazing. Yeah. I never knew anything about diving into, you know, word studies before, and now I'm just an addict. Um, and then my church took a collection to, semi, uh, to compete at Christian Artists in Estes Park, Colorado. And last time I was on the radio, I think I told you the story. So maybe they could look at the archives, and I don't want to have to tell it again. <laughs> but... Um, uh, it was just God ordained. It was completely by accident. But I will say, when I won Christian Artist the, the first time, I thought, for my acting, I thought, okay, that's, because I was a new Christian, that's, that's just about talent. I don't think that God can really use me hmm. because I've got a, a questionable past and I was a professional sinner before. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't think God used people like that. Uh, so it was the next year when I won the, and my challenge to him was, Father, if you really want to use me in spite, and that wasn't an accident last year. Then let me win uh, third place, and I ended up winning for second and third. And then there was a publisher in the audience that said, we'd like to publish it. And then it goes from there. And then Paul McCusker was one of my judges, and he asked me to create the character of Wooten Bassett for the program. So it's just one thing after another. And then all the books and stuff, I can't take, I can't say anything. <laughs> I've never submitted a book or, or received a book rejection because I've never had to do that. It's just God keeps making holy introductions and divine appointments, and it just happens. And I've got to tell you, I think part of the reason that that does happen is because of my networking role, where I tied the first 10 minutes of every day to promoting anybody else but myself. Anyone else but myself. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I think you reap what you sow. I think if you invest in the lives of others, they'll invest in your life too. So yeah, it's been really fun, but unexpected journey. But I think it's just reaping 
from sewing positive into the lives of others. So then what are some of the projects that you're working on now? Because I find that Ooh. really cool, just the idea that like, you're tithing your time. And I'm curious what you spend the rest of your time on then. Uh, well, writing, oh my goodness, or acting. I Just now, I mean, The Ultimate Legacy, which was a Hallmark movie I did with Raquel Welch, just came out in Walmart now. Uh, that was two weeks ago. Did uh, The Matchbreaker that I wrote with my writing partner, the brilliant Marshall Younger, who's written over 200 episodes of Adventures in Odyssey. The Matchbreaker is a mainstream romantic comedy that uh, is just really released last week. But it was out on DVD, but it was out in the theaters before then. It starts Christina Grimmie and... Um, it's a cute little movie. And then Heavenbound, my first yeah. movie that I've produced with the wonderful Adam Drake is coming out March 28th, stars Nancy Stafford from Matlock and Danny Vinson from The Walking Dead and Michael Joyner from The Grace Card and Victoria Jackson from Saturday Night Live. I'm, I can hardly believe it sometimes, but because um, I, I keep thinking of myself as living in that cabin. So to yeah. be able to say these names, <laughs> it, it's weird to me too. Um, so that comes out March 28th. I just did The Resurrection of Gavin Stone, directed by Dallas Jenkins, who's Jerry Jenkins' son. From, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that came out in theaters last month. And I uh, got to play a DJ, like, on a mm. microphone like this with uh, the leads. And that's a cute movie, too. And then I'm getting ready to work on a brand new uh, show that we're just creating. And it's going to be about a home group fellowship. Ooh, interesting. Shop the office style, so. That's fascinating. Yeah. Nice. So then I guess with just all the different projects that you're working on then um, and running around with all that, how do, you, how do you find the time to do all these different projects? Uh, chronic ADHD. <laughs> I'm serious. It is a blessing. It really is a blessing for me. Uh, I think it allows me to be a multitasker. But um, the other thing uh, about me is I'm not very smart. You know, no, I mean, I mean, I'm creatively smart, but I'm not book smart like you. Like I can write, like you. you know, uh, and so I usually have to partner with people who are like you, who mm. can take my stories and make sure the grammar is right. Right. You know? Yeah. The uh, and because I have to work with other people like that, I'm able to work on several projects at the same time. They'll, well, brainstorm, they'll start working, I'll brainstorm, they'll start working, they'll read the draft, read the draft, and it's great. Nice. So, fun. so you've seen a lot of a lot of merit in how God has used collaborations throughout your career. Abs you know what? The thing is, is I grew up not having any friends. I really did. High school, I wasn't popular, hard to believe. I've always been overweight. I'm not, I, I, I'm just, I've never been much of anything really growing up. Mm. Um, and so I would observe people because they wouldn't talk to me and I'd like to listen to them. And that gave me an ear for dialogue. All those years I thought were the years wasted were the years that God redeemed for what I'm doing now. Because all the years that I was avoided, I learned to like study people and eavesdrop on conversations <laughs> because it was like being invisible, you know? Um, but the way God gifted me is like he knew he was going to have to force me to make friends mm -hmm. and having to be dependent on working with with working with somebody else, they're all my closest friends now. I never would have had them if God hadn't half gifted me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so right now I'm working on the sequel to of Moose and Men with Doug Peterson, who's written over 50 Veggie Tale books. Uh, got to write with Renee Gutridge, who wrote Boo Boo uh, Boo Hoo Skid. I did her movie Skid. Um, Marsha Younger, just. 
tons of friends that I never would have had had I been fully gifted <laughs> with smarts and creativity. Well, so. no, I think that I I really do think that that's that's fascinating though how you bring up sort of like how your ADHD was a blessing in disguise, or Absolutely. or being not having a ton of friends when you were younger really was a blessing in disguise because you learned skills through it. So Absolutely. I guess. Can you speak to how God uses those sorts of experiences to shape you later on in life and give maybe any encouragement to people who might be listening who feel like their their current weaknesses are keeping them from serving God? That was a really smart question. <laughs> See, I would need a writing partner who was really smart to help me answer that. <laughs> so so maybe, to, maybe to break that down in parts then. So okay. first off, talking about how... Um, God was able to render things that you saw as weaknesses into strengths for you. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, absolutely. Um, I still, I, I just always think about how he redeemed those years that I thought were the worst years. During those years, I would journal. I had an English teacher who said, you have to get a journal. Once a week, you would pass it in, in, in high school, and they would look at it. And that was the only place that I would talk because nobody would listen to me or have an interest in conversation otherwise. But Ms. Lackman would look at it and make those little comments on the page of this is really funny or this is clever or ha-ha or something like that. So it was like a, a, a positive feedback. So that's where I learned about writing and sharing myself. And I learned that the more vulnerable I made myself in my writing, the more people responded because there was um, an authenticity and a willingness to be vulnerable in it, So, um, which is a I'm not really answering your question, but it's kind of a scary thing too because I think as Christians, we're so worried about how other Christians l think of us that we overcompensate and don't really talk about our struggles or our problems or stuff like that. So, And yet when somebody does, that's when we lean forward. When pastor is giving a sermon at church and he's given all the points, and then all of a sudden he says, and then there was Mr. Anderson who lived down the road, and he starts describing and you all lean forward. Because that's a real story, and it comes from a, a true experience in his life, and you know he's going to be vulnerable and share something, and we love that. And that's so. Sorry, ADHD no, and action. No, right that's there. fantastic, and I think that that's hitting on something that I think is especially really having a moment in Christian culture right now with a lot of different people talking about. It. We talked to uh, Judah Smith on the show about it a few months ago mm. of the power of being real and being authentic. I'm so excited right now, Taylor. You have no idea because I remember the home group fellowship project. Like, yeah. The whole thing is uh, home group is about to get real. Mm. That's the tagline on the bottom. And it's about all these people who are trying to out impress. And we find out they all have a secret and they all have a struggle and they're all going to have to learn how to be real. You know, and how to truly win somebody to the Lord isn't through a program. It's through being honest about where you came from, where he found you. He didn't find you perfect, and he hasn't made you perfect yet. But you're going through the struggle, and that's what you share. Yeah. And then I think also you, you kind of touched on it there, and in your last answer, can you talk a little bit about the power of stories? I know Jesus used parables when he was telling lessons to people, and you were saying that when a specific person opens up or has a story, that's that's way more powerful than these abstract truths. Yeah, absolutely, because you you create a, a real connection to it. Um, but what's the question? Oh, the, the question just asking about, um, can you sort of talk about your experience as a writer, especially with how stories, um, how stories are able to uh, really open people up more, get people's attention better than just an abstract truth? Well, I just, you know, that's such a simple question. Of course, 
what would you rather listen to a story or a pamphlet full of facts mm-hmm. you know and sometimes the pamphlet full of facts if you're reading your medicine bottle specifically right, right. yeah you need to know what you you're don't want to do. read a parable about how no. to take and here's the story about how you took too many of these pills and passed out <laughs> we don't want that story um I, I just, I'm having an ADHD moment right now, so I, I'm afraid I'm not able to respond intelligently. But you know what? I don't care. I'm happy to be here. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, story's important. I respond to story, and I think that's why Jesus used parables. is because people respond to story, too. Yeah. I, I just would rather read that or listen to that or hear that. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to be pretty much it for our show today. That's pretty much all the questions I had for you on this. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Mm-mm. But I, I do want to go back and just just get something a little out of you. Yeah. The being real and authenticity. Tell me why that's so important to you. Why is that heavy on your heart? I think for me, that's something that, you know, I think my generation, because I'm, I'm a millennial. Uh, uh-huh. I know that sometimes from like voice people can't tell over the airways, but, but for listeners, I'm, I'm like 23. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a young guy. And I don't know, I think it's something that I've seen a lot of people in my generation get discouraged, or they tend to associate the church as a place where, kind of like you were talking about, you have to like be fake, or you have to project a certain version of yourself that mm-hmm. isn't always accurate. Yeah. And I think a lot of them have been burned by it. And I think we've seen it in, and not, not to get like too far down, but I think people have seen it in politics, in other areas of life where they just feel like there's such a facade and they feel like there's such fakeness in the world today. And really what they crave is just those real connections, sort of. Even when you see social media, you see people giving a fake idealized version of themselves. Yeah. Uh, And so I think that that's why that stands out to me and especially to a lot of my friends um, when I've heard them talk about the need for realness. I agree. When people tell me that Jesus is real, but they present that statement to me in a very false way Mm -hmm. with a type thing, I, I, I wonder, but the more real Jesus is, to me, is identified by the more real you are mm. with me about him in your life. That's great. All right. And on that note, uh, Tori, where can people connect with you on social media or if they want to see what you're working on? Well, you know, Tori Martin on Facebook. I, I've got Twitter and I've got Instagram, but I have no clue how to use them. But I'm going to get trained from Edie Melson, who is my social media director. Uh, uh, so I'd say Facebook. Add me on Tori Martin or Tori Martin Comedy. All right. Fantastic. Would you mind praying us out for today? I'd be happy to. All right. Father, I thank you for the... Uh, uh, thanks for the opportunity here, Lord. Thanks for the listeners. I ask that what we had to say would encourage them and draw them closer to you. I ask that you would draw us closer to you. I ask that you would become more real in the life of every person who's listening to this right now and that you would reveal yourself in a new way to each specific individual in a way that they can understand. Bring us deeper in our walk with you because we know you're real. And we really need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to Tori Martin on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. An experience so vivid, it's like being there. The Breathe Audio Bible takes you on a journey. Performed by leading actors such as Kevin Sorbo, John Rhys Davies, Josh Lucas, and Jesse McCartney, you will be transported into the world of the Bible. You can get a free download of the Gospel of Mark at breathebible.com. That's breathebible.com. 
And now, back to the show. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. 